good. Um, yes, hello, this is uh, Simon, and uh, on the other side of the computer is... Skirmish, checking in. Yeah. <laughs> hello. Uh, we, we had a little break. Um, we initially said that we were going to do a podcast every month, didn't we? Uh, how long ago was that? <laughs> In 2016, actually, when I was listening to the other to the Christmas podcast, it, I didn't it didn't actually occur to me what year that was in um, until I looked back at the file, and it was November the 30th, wasn't it? That was yeah, yeah. 30, yeah uh, 2016, and it was like, yep. Yeah, so it's been six months since the last one, and uh, we're going to aim to do one at least once a month from here. <laughs> so here we are, a month late, month and uh, four years later. Well, I think it's only been three years, hasn't it? Because we were a month away from oh, yeah. 2017. Yeah, yeah so, it's nothing, is it? Well, it's been a bloody quick, it's been a quick three years, that's for sure. <laughs> What's happened? I mean, if anything, I felt bad for the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> what, you and me? <laughs> I think we pulled, we pulled a similar trick to the likes of The Walking Dead, Game of Thrones and all the other, all the other great series that leave, that leave people wanting more. I suppose we could just say we hadn't written it yet, so we were just waiting for it to be finished. The best material takes the longest to write. Yeah. It's, uh, I often consider myself a bit of a George Martin, and it's not just because of the beard. George Michael. Uh, George uh, Martin. <laughs> is it George Martin? It is, isn't it? Rock Game of Thrones. Um, uh, George Martin is the Beatles um, producer. No, George Martin wrote the game. The George R.R.R. Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. Right, that's because you know him so well. You just call him George Martin. I just call him. I usually just call him Georgie. I mean, I don't. I'm not used to removing so many consonants, Carol. <laughs> oh so yes, yeah, so this time we're going to do our top favourite albums. Charlotte's just sat in the corner, and just watching. It's really a point. Perform, monkey, perform. Um, See, I've sent Fatter upstairs, so she's not distracting me. So. And, and um, she made it quite. She made it quite clear after listening to half of our last podcast that she wanted absolutely no part of it whatsoever. Don't blame me. <laughs> she said it's just you and Simon telling dick jokes to each other. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's the basis of our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah, so after doing uh, films and then Christmas films, we left it three years, and then we're coming back with our top ten albums. And we're probably going to do this over two, maybe three. Yeah, I think I think we should just uh, go like you know shoot for just see how long it takes us to talk about two each or maybe three each, and see yeah. how long we've been going on for and it. And if we're approaching the eight-hour mark and we're slurring our words, then it might be better off going to bed and uh, revisiting. Yeah. yeah, that's fair enough. So, top ten albums. Uh, we talked. We talked before, and it was uh, harder than it harder than you think it is, isn't it? Well, this was this was like a double-edged sword for me. This because first of all, it's it's hard trying to narrow down. Uh, fuck knows how we were going to do five when we started off. <laughs> five. Because the first challenge is fine is is choosing your ten. Yeah. And obviously, you, and and then the second challenge is even numbering them yeah. and deciding which. So, so I started off by sort of making a list of twenty, and then putting a couple of extras down the side, and then and then realised that my extras and my maybes were just as long as the entire bloody <laughs> twenty that I already had. So I, I had to be quite brutal in the end. So, is there is there any ones? Uh, uh, like honourable mention ones, ones that you really probably should have put in, but just yeah, definitely, definitely yeah. because 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 when I was first thinking about it, I mean Simon, I haven't slept a wink since the <laughs> <laughs> and 
and I was lying in bed last night. <laughs> since 10 o'clock this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't slept since 10 o'clock this morning. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I was trying to think um, of, you know, um, at first, my, my first approach was being, trying to be, um, what's the word? Like, um, across different genres. Yeah, yeah, yeah. include as many different genres. I thought, you know, I don't just want to have, like, a really, like, rocky favourite because there's a lot that it won't account for my... It won't account, I won't do my diversity any justice, Simon, if I do that. I'm not, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, more, I'm more durable than that. So, so then I started thinking, okay, well, if I broke it down... And I started thinking about, well, you know, there's, there's the heavy stuff, there's the rock stuff, punk stuff, reggae, dancey stuff, all the stuff like what. And then, but, but then again, that just gave me a shitload of stuff that I couldn't narrow down. So all I've done is I've tried to be as honest with myself as possible. And I've thought, well, no one's going to, you know, these bands aren't going to be upset for being 11 and 12, <laughs> according to this humble soul. <laughs> I so got, I think, I think what I've got, actually got other with, issues. Yeah, and I think I've actually got a relatively comprehensive list here of, of different. There's some that I think you'll you. If I just said to you, if if I were to walk past you in the street and I was to say, <laughs> "You stop," name name ten of my favourite albums. There's probably three or four of them that I know you you will you will know. But I think there's a few curveballs in there that you might not be expecting as well. Right. Okay. What, about, fit- what, what was your method? Uh, I looked. I looked at my records. And I picked one from each artist that was my favourite one out, out of those. Yeah. So got it down to about 20. Yeah. Uh, and then I used my iTunes play count to sort of go off. Because you know, uh, yeah. obviously you get some that you think you like the best, but then you realise you've not listened to them since 1982 uh, or something. But, you know, um, so I used yeah, that as I mean- well. And the, cor- the correlation was quite good. Are they, who are they? Are they on there? <laughs> <laughs> they formed in 1977. The Queen won't let them use the cor- coronation uh, as a title. So I've heard of the coral. Coronation, yeah. 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 Right, so should we start? I'd, I'd like to, well, before we, I'd like to know um, what sort of, say, two of your outliers were before we get into your number 10. What, uh, two of the ones that I'd not chosen? Yeah, so if, if you were yeah, to, yeah, you know... I you... Can do it. I, I, Ross, I'm all prepared. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, so, that's the Stone Roses' first album. Yeah, okay. Listen to Come it many, 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 many times. How many albums did the Stone Roses have? Um, two. So what happened, um, was that like number, sort of number 12? I'd put that as number... 11.5. <laughs> um... Uh, one, two, three, 15. That was number 15. <laughs> 15, okay. yeah. Um, didn't realise it hated them so much. <laughs> That's still good. I've got a lot of albums. Um, yeah. And then, recognise that one? Oh, it's U2. Yeah. Uh, U2 Act on Baby. Um, yeah, oh, that is a... See, you know what? You're one of the only, you're one of the few people who um, sort of acknowledges that as a, because there's a lot of, you know, there's U2 fans. I think people... People I speak to are either really into the newer stuff. And when I say newer, I mean sort of post, 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 uh, <laughs> post um, what was that shit album? How to Dismantle a, an, an Atomic Bomb. Yeah, well, I mean, I, that was kind of their, I suppose, a median point. Would that that'd be what it is? Um, there's a lot of people who like old U2. I love Joshua Tree. Yeah, um, but this was kind of the one that, 
lost a lot of original fans. Yeah, it's weird that because yeah. I because I'm not even a U2 fan, but Acton Baby was a good album. It's a, a classic. I mean, it even you know it, the singles are even better than the real thing. Um, yeah. Who's gonna run your wild horses? The Fly, Mysterious Ways, um, uh, One, which is again one of the best songs that's ever been made. Um, and it is it's it's a good album where you can listen to all of it. Yeah, which is which was another criteria that I kind of used as well. Because uh, obviously there's a lot of albums where, you know, you, you, you like, you really, really love two or three of the songs. And mm. some of them you do skip. And obviously with, uh, you know, when you're in the uh, iPod generation, <laughs> skip, um, you know, so, uh, which happens a lot. Uh, and obviously with Spotify yeah. and things like that, um, you get an album and re- really you, people listen to a couple of songs. So that's one that you can listen to kind of all the way through. Yeah, it's an interesting point that because there's certain albums now. Not I'm not talking about like um, concept albums that are designed for you to listen as though it's uh, like let's take the wall for example. Yeah. Where you, you are supposed to. You give me a clue there. You are, it's not on my list. Um, <laughs> you you are you are supposed to you are supposed to sit. Sorry, Roger, David. Um, <laughs> sorry, Rick, Rick. He's the only one that's yeah, dead. Yeah, he's the only one that's dead. <laughs> I still, I, I like to believe they're still watching me though. Even <laughs> that would that would involve a legal case. <laughs> there's, there's there's certain albums that uh, this is going to sound quite uh, sort of a bit cheesy, a bit cliche. This, but do you know? Would you know what I mean when I say there's certain albums where because obviously when you love them, you know you know exactly what the track listing is. Yeah. You know when one song ends, if yeah. you, what song is going to come on next. And there's, there's, a, there's a few albums for me where the anticipation of what's going to come on next, it doesn't necessarily, <laughs> it doesn't flow as like, like The Wall does, where it's almost, it goes from track seven to track eight and you wouldn't even know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a clear stop and start to the tracks, yeah. but I, I, I have to listen to it in its entirety, otherwise I wouldn't bother. And it's one of the, one of the weird things when you get like a, a compilation or you get, or, or you go on shuffle or something like that, when you get to the end of one song, you expect the next one to come on, don't you? Yeah, and it's weird when it doesn't. Yeah, um, yeah, yes. Uh, you know what album I found that with recently? I've, I've I've recently rekindled my love for Eminem, right? Okay. And uh, and I haven't listened to him since I was about bloody hell. I mean, I'm talking. I'm almost been nine years old, ten years old when I was when he first released the Marshall Mathers LP. Is that um, 2000, 2001, 2002? Yeah, it's around there. Yeah. yeah. And, and I absolutely loved him. And, and there's a few people that I know that still bang on about him. And, and, I, and I always kind of thought that, it, you know, he'd lost it and that he wasn't really that active and that he wasn't really putting out good material anymore. And then I recently listened to his recovery album, which was in 2012, I think. Right. Again, this, this, isn't, this isn't on my list. Um, but uh, it was too recent to be on my list. It, it, it had been an imposter. Sorry, Slim, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Right. But anyway, I mean, this is this is an Eminem side note. He's not. He didn't come anywhere near me list or me commiseration list either. No, that's fine. And and after all that, we're probably going to do one album per podcast. (laughs) 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 Ross's tangent. That should be that should be jingle on itself, shouldn't it? Yeah. Um, So last couple. One I think you'll probably find is a surprise, but. Massive attack, massive attack, That is a surprise, yeah. Absolutely, uh, that wasn't the surprise one. Um, but 
that's an amazing album. It's another complete album. Uh, I won't go on about it too much because you've been talking about Eminem for 25 minutes. And um, <laughs> uh, REM, Automatic for the People. Probably, probably listen to the, their other one out of time more. Um, but that was kind of like, that was a very big album. Unfortunately, <laughs> ruined by Everybody Hurts being played 75 times. Yeah, I agree. And, 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 um, and I know it, I don't think it was off that album, but um, the, the, it's the end of the world. That song that was like three albums before that. Uh, that was sort of late eighties. That one. There's just uh, certain songs that are just I, I can't, and I like REM, and I think is it, it's Michael Stipe, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, there's some amazing songs, but the ones that are just overplayed really are. They really, really forced upon you. And they put you off they, them. They were, I mean, and the thing is, that was the last kind of, um, kind of sound pretentious for indie record. Uh, yeah. After that, they went quite big and they went to Sony and they had like, multi million pound contracts. And unfortunately, I think it, it stopped them being, they were, they were still okay, but they were, that, that was kind of their last very, very good album. And then finally, Oasis, oh, okay. what's the story? Yeah, so that's not that's not in my top ten. I actually prefer <laughs> "Be Here Now," which is the one that everyone doesn't like. Yeah. Um, but you, songs, you prefer both of those? So definitely, maybe. Yes. Oh. All right. <laughs> not a popular choice, I know. No, especially um, "Be Here Now." Yeah, um, "Be Here Now." I think you've got all around the world on that, and "Stand By Me." And, uh, it's that's probably my favorite. That's probably my favorite one. But this was a good time, um, ninety four, ninety five. Um, I was seven. <laughs> uh, I was I was a bit older. Um, we lived. I lived in Manchester at that point. Thirty nine. <laughs> Watermark. Really? Nearly made the cut, yeah. Yeah, that's that's always been one of my absolute Let me see, let me see, how you saw me go go go. Let me see, let me see, how we go go. Boom, 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 boom. Have you got your inhaler? And, and weirdly, that's I feel the same about that song like you do about REM is uh, Orinoco Floor is um, I've, I've skipped it for years and years yeah. and years. I never listened to that song. Well, that's, how, that's why I'm with West End Girls. Yeah, it's, fair it's, enough. It's the only song anyone ever knows, and uh, it did yeah. very well. But such a good song. I still love that song. Though. I, I said, do. Me, I said many times. I quite happily never hear West End Girls ever again. Yeah, it's fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was there was one um, there was a track at the end of I can't remember the name of it because it was in it was obviously in, in uh, Welsh, um, what it was called. <laughs> it was at the very it was it was towards the end of the of the album, um, and it was called Nalethagel Moige. Oh know, yeah, it's. I know I butchered that. Mm. It's, it was well, it's Welsh for the orange dragon, isn't it? Is it? No. Oh. <laughs> Were you open? I'd go, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I could have really tripped up there if me ego got ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we often yeah, called yeah. her the orange yeah, dragon, yeah. you know. 
Um, but that 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 particular song, and, and and I remember I remember that I don't remember it because I was always trying to find it before before it was as easy as just type you know going on Spotify or typing yeah. it in. Um, and I always used to really struggle trying to listen to the song because I knew it was somewhat complicated and I could never remember. Um, but yeah, na lefe gial me dash oig, whatever the hell that means. But that is such a, it's such a good song. What, uh, what album's that? It's Watermark. Watermark. And I'm just yeah. trying to look for that myself. I can't find it anyway. It's not on iTunes. And oh, I've actually just found is, it was that, that album was released one day before I was born. Which I've only just learned now. Nineteenth of, of September. Nineteenth of September. Yeah, there you go. A day before I was born. Na legas gil me ogi. Yeah, yeah. But there's there's some. It is such a good album, and you know what? It's one of them where um. Is it, stagger- so- is it staggering from end to end? <laughs> <laughs> like something else, I, I know actually. <laughs> and um, I just try to be conscious of our audience. <laughs> Namely, you sat in your living room. <laughs> she can't be cocky or anything. All oh, right. Um, it like me cock. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, you know, and, and again, it brings us back to the the criteria. Is there's certain albums that you associate with a really good time in your life, and that's again where I had to get really honest to myself, and I, I had to think, well, how much do I still listen to it? How much? do I just love this because it marked a particular period and I associate it with a certain memory or time or what have you. And Watermark was one of those times where I was actually coming out of um, all all I was listening to was metal. (laughs) Okay. And, uh, and, and I started, I started smoking a lot of cannabis. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, and started finding so that, like, you're, was, you're censoring the dick jokes, but not the use of uh, illegal substances, though. <laughs> <laughs> and I started finding that I was listening to a lot of, like, um, you know, like pure global chill out type stuff. And right, that's okay. when I found the um, is it 100th Window or 10th Window, the Massive Attack album? 10th uh, Window? Is it 10th? Uh, it's either 100th or 10th Window or something. I want to say 99 for some reason, but it might not be. Um, but basically, I started listening to all these different types of, I guess you could call it sort of experimental, couldn't you? Like, not many yeah. people actually go out of the way to listen to Enya. And, um, and, and, and there was this massive sort of change in the type of music I was looking for. And that's when I started going off and I got really into world music and started collecting music from around the world. Right, and it was, okay. around that, it was around that time that the One Giant Leap Project was broadcast. And that's why that's such a big impact on me right. as well. Another one was um, Spyro Gyra. Right. 2020. 2020. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. 2020 was a big one. Um, another, another one that I was almost too embarrassed to put on the list was um, Limp Biscuit. <laughs> and, uh, and it was uh, the chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavoured water album. So thanks for joining us this week. Uh, we'll be back with you another time. That's the end of that. <laughs> that uh, honestly, that 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 album is um, it's just it's just really fucking good. The production. I think it's an example of a band at their absolute peak, whether you like them or not. And there's a lot of people that 
you know, they could do a world tour of just that album and it'd sell out. It's got, they've still got a massive following just for the old shit. And they've released a lot of new shit and it is shit, but people would still turn out to see him to listen to the likes of my generation and take a look around and boiler. And they're all off that chocolate starfish album. So they're up there for me, but I didn't put them on there just because I knew full well you wouldn't take me seriously. <laughs> so, do you want to go to your number 10? Have you got more to, more to say that wasn't in your no, list? No, no, I'm happy to get into it. So I'll give you some clues then, and we'll, we'll do the same type of format. Okay. It's gonna, obviously, it's going to be a little bit trickier, so I'll try to be, um, make the clues as not too simple, but... Simple enough. So this is Ross's number 10. This is my, this is my number 10. And it kind of hurts to say it, but I think it's going to feel like that for every single one we do. But um, like I said, it's, it wasn't just finding 10, it was then numbering the bastards. So I actually had to, I don't know how you did it, but I actually had to pick one yeah. and pick 10. <laughs> <laughs> is that how you did it? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> And then, and then just figure it out in the middle. Well, there's a couple that I thought, well, they deserve to be higher. So I just, I, I think I did one, four, and like seven, mm. and then fitted the rest around it. Yeah. But again, if, yeah. you ask me, if you ask me to do it tomorrow, it might be slightly different. Yeah, it's bloody hard, isn't it? Yeah. Um, okay, so I'll give you a couple of clues then. Okay. Um, and, and interject when you think you've got it. Okay. So it was initially released as a, as a double album in 1978. Can I, can I take a guess? Yeah. Um, Stevie Wonder? No. Oh, 1978. Um, yeah, go on, it, no, go on. It won two Ivor Novello Awards, honouring excellence in music writing. Right, okay. And it was also voted the best recording in science fiction and fantasy. <laughs> I think I've guessed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harry, Harry Potter. Is it, is, it, is it the soundtrack from Muppets from Space? <laughs> that was another outlier. <laughs> that was number 12. Um, so I'm guessing uh, Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds. Correct. Yeah, so that, that, that was my number 10. So going back to one of the clues I gave you about the, this, this Ivor Novello Awards, it's um, and the, the best recording in science fiction and fantasy, the judges alone in that, comp, in that competition are worthy of mention. So, so the judges were, were, were three people, um, consistent of Steven Spielberg. Right, okay. Uh, George Lucas. <laughs> right. And Alfred Hitchcock. Ah, Right, okay. So did they, um, did they only have to choose that category? Or did they have others to do? Uh, they, they, they only had that category and, and that album. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've never heard of the Ivan Novella Award. Um, couple of, a couple of more interesting facts about it. It took nine months uh, for Jeff Wayne to persuade H.G. Wells' family to allow right. him the rights to, to, to make the, the um, what is classed as a synth opera. Right, okay. Um, so it took him nine months to persuade the family to let him do that. Steven Spielberg owns uh, one of the very last copies of the original Orson Welles radio script. If you remember Orson Welles, it originated as a, um, a radio broadcast yeah. that, that startled the nation and yeah, created yeah. a massive panic. Because they were um, all Americans and thought it was real. 
Yes. Yeah. Uh, that was in 1938. Oh, nice. 1938. Um, and he actually, and actually had to do a live broadcast the following day to apologise for it. <laughs> uh, because because all listeners mistook it for a genuine broadcast. Um, so, uh, I know I might be alienating a lot of people here, but Americans are idiots, aren't they? <laughs> they can't. They've got the they've got the they've got the ability to be. <laughs> so so that's so I mean that's enough sort of little little facts. Why I chose it is because uh, there's there's <sighs> again it's a concept album. It's not just listening to uh, to songs. It's a story. You have to engage with it. Yeah. I don't think any, I don't think anybody has ever just tuned into track eight of War of the Worlds. No. no. You have to start it at the beginning, and I used to listen to it when I was a when I was when I was a kid to fall asleep to. Yeah. Um, and I've all, and for me, it's like a, it's a it's a full package experience. <laughs> Your sex life is cropping up again. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is which, which, which is which is first of all what was on my Tinder profile. <laughs> And then, and, there's, and, the quote. And, there's the quote for the podcast. There we and go. And secondly, how Fatima introduced me to a mum and dad. <laughs> episode one um i didn't get very far we just got to uh <laughs> ross's first one uh, on his top 10 uh which was uh, jeff wayne's war of the worlds um there will be uh, obviously more episodes in the future and there's a spotify list which is uh, uh simon ross's uh, i can't remember what it's called but you can find it uh, <laughs> i'll put it somewhere and that'll get updated as the episodes get released so hope to see you soon uh, for episode two